guys, this is Jonathan and Phil. Phil, and we are with the Missional Student Podcast. Uh, if you guys enjoyed our last one, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, all appreciate you listening. Yeah, so today we are we're going to start kind of introduce a podcast, a mini series within this podcast that we're going to kind of go through. So I'll let Phil give you more about that. But yeah, this is super exciting. So we're talking about missional rhythms. So Phil, what are missional rhythms and what are we doing with this with the future of this podcast? Yeah, well, for the next several months, we're going to be talking about having missional habits or rhythms in our lives. And I know anything that I've wanted to accomplish in my life took some degree of discipline. And rhythms or habits are all about us using discipline in our lives to accomplish what we want to accomplish. So if we really believe at the outset that we are to be missional people, that God has called us to make disciples, that God has called us to represent Him in our own world, in our neighborhoods, in our homes, in our schools, then we need to be faithful in being an ambassador of Christ. We need to be salt and light. And so what does it mean to be missional? And so we're going to look at different habits that I think instill missional living in our lives. And it goes from everything from the way we think to the way we act, the way we treat others, the way we speak of Jesus. And so just trying to develop uh, missional rhythms in our lives. Um, I know for me, I don't have resources in my life to do everything that I ever want to do. And so when we talk about like priorities, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard like the rocks in the jar illustration, yes. you know, where if you start with the jar, you could fill up the rocks and say, is it full? And well, yes and no. You could put pebbles in then and you could put sand and then water. But if you put water in first, is it full? Mm-hmm. It is. You can't fit anything else in. And so if we believe that missional living is important, we need to prioritize it in our schedules, in our thinking, in our time, in our reading, um, in our prayer life. And so we're just going to be talking about what does it mean to instill missional rhythms and what are some different missional habits that we can have in our lives. So why did you choose the term rhythms as opposed to habits? Well, I'm not a huge musician. You'd be more attuned to that. That's true. You hear that, a tune? You like yeah, that yeah. pun? Very yeah. good, very good. In a song, you know, the rhythm normally progresses, you'd tell me if I'm wrong, progresses throughout the song. Yeah. And you have different elements of the music that come and go, that the volume raises, goes down. But in general, the rhythm stays consistent throughout. And so just like a habit, something that we do regularly, I think a rhythm is is a way of life. Mm. So, you know, for instance, how do you see people who are far from Jesus? Mm. Do you see them as different from you and you wanting to avoid them? Someone from a different camp? You know, how do you speak with people who are far from Jesus? If you speak with them at all, mm. you know, uh, how do you pray for people who are far from Jesus? Do you pray for people far from Jesus? So I, I believe in our Christian life, we need to establish and seek to establish godly rhythms, especially as it pertains to missional living. I also like the use of that as um, regards to like, it remains consistent throughout all seasons of life. Like, mm. like you said, like the yeah. rhythm state, but like things change around in the music, like more elements come in, the drums may come in, the drums, may, but the rhythm of the guitar may come in or the trombones or whatever it is, whatever piece of music, but like the rhythm is consistent throughout and it's like there are times in there are seasons in your life where you may change drastically like the way you do things and your habits so like you could graduate from college and be running three miles every day but then that's a habit that you do but a season of life changes and you can't do that anymore right that habit goes away but what we're talking about are more things that will stay consistent as you change in seasons of life and seasons with god and seasons with others yeah and definitely rhythms change mm-hmm. and uh we're depending on the season of your life your rhythms will change your availability will change 
but there needs to be some kind of consistency. Do we see mission as important? Is it a priority? you know, in our lives. And I think that's really what it's about. Missional rhythms are about establishing mission as a priority. I saw this early on. I read a book called Contagious Christianity by Bill Hybels. This is in high school. I was mm-hmm. a total nerd. And so, you know, from reading a book like that, he had a great equation. It was about being a contagious Christian, sharing Jesus with others. He said, clear communication, being able to articulate the gospel, plus high potency. That would be like Holiness, Like you're living a life that's different. You're distinct from the world. People see that. They notice that. Wow, you're, you're loving. Wow, why do you keep serving me? So uh, clear communication plus a high potency plus close proximity. Mm. Being near people who are far from Jesus mm. equals maximum impact. And I've never forgotten that. And the reason it stuck out to me so much was, you know, I'd grown up in the church. I'd been educated in the church. I'd memorized a lot of scripture. I felt like, yeah, I can articulate the gospel. And you know, Lord had blessed me and given me a great heritage of my parents and siblings and great Christian friends. And I felt like I was living a, a, a life that reflected Jesus, but I had no close proximity mm. as a young person. And so what I realized was great intentions along those lines accomplishes nothing because I didn't structure my life that would, it would, you know, I was homeschooled and then I went to a Christian school and then I went to a Christian university and it was difficult to have that close proximity. And what I really believe is that witness doesn't happen from a distance. Mm. Witness happens from a relationship. It, it, it's better close up. You know, Jesus, people need to see Jesus in you and they need to hear Jesus from in the context of a relationship, especially in a post-Christian culture. And so as soon as I started pastoring, you know, pastors naturally are around non-Christians a lot, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm at the church, you know, totally. 30 something hours a week, 40 hours a week. It, it's, you know, I'm hoping, oh, maybe someone will bring their non-Christian friends so I can share my faith. And so what I did, I started coaching immediately when I, we moved here in the public school. And so I began building relationships with my students, because some of my students were on the team, but with their friends who didn't follow Jesus. Mm. And God has already brought forth a lot of fruit. We've seen people come into our youth ministry who wouldn't have been here otherwise, and some of whom don't follow Jesus. Mm. And it's not because you know they're a Christian now or anything, it's because they have a relationship with Phil. Mm. They know who Phil is and Phil has shown love. But I had to structure coaching. And believe me, it was a sacrifice. There's a lot of other things I could have done. I've got little kids. I've got a wife. But I had to structure in my life a way for me to get around people who don't follow Jesus. Mm. So that's an example of missional rhythms yeah. in your life. What are some other types of missional rhythms? Yeah. Well, I think it, you know we're going to talk next time just about thinking. Mm-hmm. How do we think about ourselves? How do we think about God? And how does that affect us and how we live missionally? I would say how we pray, um, learning to talk about Jesus. You know, the reason I think so often we struggle to talk about Jesus with non-believers, people who are not Christian, is because we don't really talk about Jesus with friends of ours who are Christian. Mm. Like how often, you know, most of my students, when I think about them, how often at the lunch table with their Christian friends, are they talking about God? Well, why is it weird if that's awkward? Why do you think it's so weird and awkward to talk about God with someone who doesn't know God and yeah. you, or who you don't know even more? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of evangelism training goes to this idea. Talk about someone you never talk about God with someone you've never talked to. It's like talk about a recipe for awkwardness and fear. And so many people approach evangelism with this heart of fear, I think, because 
they're not living that. They don't have a, a rhythm of speaking about God, contextualizing their whole life in terms of the gospel. So I really do believe, you know, habits are essential, that we just form these missional rhythms in our life. What, whatever you want to do, they're essential. Let me tell you a story about okay. um, just running real quick, and then we'll kind of close up a little bit. But I know I, I trained right after I got married for a 10-miler. Now, you're a runner, right? I am. Did you yeah. just run a race? Not uh, last summer, I ran a half marathon, but yeah. my fiance and I are actively, and my sister are training for another half marathon this summer in June yeah as well as probably another sprint triathlon you know, when how did you propose I think uh, oh, yeah. I think yeah. that's interesting oh yeah so my fiance is from Kenya and she is very into long distance running um, she's phenomenal at it and she my relationship with her is what got me into running specifically so what I did was uh, before I came back for the summer while I was in Chicago I we were training for this half marathon so I ran nine miles but I mapped out the route so that I could loosely spell out the word marry me on the route and then I took a picture of it and I showed it to her and I did some other stuff <laughs> as well that was creative I remember you telling me that you were going to do that I was like wow that's that's devotion right there nine yeah. miles to do it so and if you haven't run nine miles to propose you haven't proposed yet exactly so. exactly so you, you yeah. never proposed to your wife yeah um, I, I, I did not go to that extent nope no nope. not nine, nine miles worth so yeah so I was training I ran division one track but I was primarily a sprinter and after we got married, I was thinking, you know, I want to really train to do some distance. It's a great way to stay in shape. And there was a race in Lynchburg, Virginia, where we were living at the time, called the Virginia 10-Miler. And so I started early on, you know, in late spring, this, the race was in September. And so I started putting those miles in, you know, a few miles a week. And I started running once or twice a week. And then it was three times a week. And those four or five times a week. And I got my mileage up higher and higher. And so, you know, to the, I was doing in the 20 miles uh, per week and even closer to 30 when I got close to race time, which again, isn't a huge amount if you're a cross country runner. But for me, a sprinter, that was a big deal. Yeah. And then I did the race and it was horrible, but it, you know, I did well, I performed well and uh, was happy with the performance, did better than I thought I would. And I didn't run again uh, for about five weeks. So it comes to early November and I had signed up for a 5K with my friend, Justin. And we were like, yes, this is going to be great. This will be like, I just ran 10 miles. I ran I a 10 miler. Three. I'll be fine, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. And so Love I it. literally didn't run from the 10 miler five weeks later, beginning in November, the week before the 5K. I was like, you know, I should probably get out and run. And I went out and I ran two miles. And I was like, I don't want to run too much. I don't want to tire myself out, you know, because this is the week of the race. I need to, you know, per so, you know, I get to the race day. I'm lining up. I'm like, oh, three miles. This is nothing. 3.1 miles. This is nothing. And I take off and, um, you know, I, I'm a sprinter again, the competitive nature of me. I go with the leaders right off the bat. This is a smaller race, 130 people. I was like, oh, I might be able to win this. And I'm going and I drop a sub six minute first mile. And uh, I'm feeling... I'm feeling horrible. Oh yeah, and I, you know, and I about half mile oh, in, I realized, what am I doing? I haven't trained for this. Like literally, I got out of this rhythm of running for five weeks, and look what it did to me. And, and you know, and so our rhythms, our habits that we put, they have a legitimate effect. And so often, you know, I think we think, oh man, God, why haven't you given an opportunity to share the gospel? God, why haven't you, you know, brought this friend closer to Jesus? Well, have you been praying for them? Have you been serving mm -hmm. them? Have you been, you know? filling your mind with the truth of the gospel so that it flows out of you and you can't help but speak of Jesus. Mm. And so we lose these rhythms and then we're surprised when we have a bad race or when we're, we're not you know, seeing fruit in our lives. So that, that's what I think. It's just, it is so important for us to establish missional rhythms in our lives. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you, I don't know if you said this at the beginning of the podcast, but I'd like to end it with this, you know, you said this to me quite a lot today as we've been recording things. If you don't plan, you plan to fail. What is it? Right. You fail, fail to fail plan. Fail to plan. You plan, plan to, to fail. fail. Which is just with anything in life. I'm learning that with just finding a new career. Yeah. Um, and starting that, like, oh, it just has, as life goes, like, you need to have a plan. You need to be consistent. You need to be intentional about everything in all walks of life. Yeah. Including telling people about Jesus and loving on people. Yeah, that's huge. And I think, you know, for some of the people listening, they don't need a plan to be around people who don't follow Jesus. It's like, to them, it's almost a crew. Like, oh, everyone around me, no one follows Jesus. And hey, praise the Lord. You might need to work and build some other missional rhythms in mm. your life. But for some of our listeners, you know, I, I think today they're like, man, I don't know if I could tell you the name of a lost person who I have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. You're going to struggle to see fruit if you don't plan and establish a rhythm of being around lost people. There's a, a thing that I learned in school, but there's a thing called the third place mm-hmm. rule. Yeah. Where you have you have three main places where you spend your you spend most of your time. And you decide what they are. But generally, they're like home, work, and then like one other place. Yeah. Generally. And so like if you are a Christian and your family is a Christian, like home, you're going to be surrounded by Christians. Work. And the other place, so it could be a coffee shop where you spend a lot of time, it could be your neighborhood, it could be where you are. That's another place where you go. I know a guy who works at a radio station in Columbus, but him and his wife intentionally joined a climbing gym to be around non-Christians. Mm, that's that's Because right yeah. um, he was like, I work at a Christian radio station and I'm a deacon in my church. Yeah. And But where am I able to be Jesus to people? Yeah. Nowhere. So I'm going to be intentional about this gym membership that I have, not only to benefit myself, but mostly just to talk to the other people I'm working out with. Right. And get to know them and surround myself with non-Christians. That's a perfect example of just living missionally and having missional rhythms in your life. You structure for success, and you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. If you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail in this area. And we need to, to put ourselves around lost people. We need to be establishing missional rhythms. I mean, if you haven't thought enough about it to be able to articulate Jesus clearly, when you have an opportunity to talk about faith or spirituality and you fail and you, it just comes out, whose fault is that? It's ours because we haven't established a rhythm of talking about Jesus and contextualizing our life with the gospel. Mm. And so we need to have these um, these rhythms. In, in 2 Timothy 9, uh, Paul's talking about giving and he's saying the importance of like giving to the body. And I think this principle holds true not just for giving financially, but also for investing in any area of our lives. But he says this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Second Corinthians 9, 6. Mm. And how true is that in our missional life as well? It's like so many of us want the fruit, but are we disciplining ourselves, living mm. those missional rhythms to plant seeds? And if we're not planting, if we're not cultivating, are we going to reap? Are mm. we going to see a harvest? So I think that's the challenge today is just to establish missional rhythms of planting seeds in the lives of people who are far from Jesus. If you want to hear more of this, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts specifically. That will really help with our metrics. And tell people about us. That would be fantastic. If you have any questions or want to talk with us, engage us on the socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Missional Student. And you can email... Phil. Uh, Phil. MissionalStudent.com. Perfect. Yeah. Email Phil. I think there's, is there also info? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's another one too? Yeah. Info at MissionalStudent.com. Info. info and or Phil at MissionalStudent.com. Both will get you to the same place, which is 
Phil, who's your words of wisdom. <laughs> Tell people about us, guys. Words of mouth is the best way to do it. Yeah, we don't really have many credits because we're kind of doing this on our own. So thank you guys for listening. And thank you for to our music provider for Free Music Archive for getting us some music. Go Bye. live on mission. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.